You are listening to Pod Save the Rest of Us. Thank you for tuning in. Before we start this episode, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, parents out there with children in grades pre-K through ninth grade, are you struggling to keep your children up with current learning trends and academic demands? Well, one of our sponsors, the JEI Learning Center, can help. JEI Learning Centers offer worldwide tutoring services with over 140 centers in the U.S. All JEI Learning Centers are state-aligned, and they teach the new Common Core curriculum. So let the JEI Learning Centers assess and prescribe your child with the perfect individualized academic program. If you go to Livermore or Santa Clara Centers, ask for the Pod Save the Rest of Us discount. I personally know the JEI program works. So visit their website at us.jei.com and find the learning center nearest you. Again, that's us.jei.com. Let these trained academic specialists give your child the academic support he or she needs. The Second Amendment, as written by our founding fathers, reads in full. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Remember when we all seemed to share the same American dream? When we all thought every U.S. citizen should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative? Did that dream just go away? We at Pod Save the Rest of Us do not think so. We believe we all want to be happy. We all want our kids to have a wonderful life. We believe all have common ground. This is Pod Save the Rest of Us. Let's find that common ground again. Easy going, easy come. Where'd you get your info from? I found mine on Reuters. Fact-checked by three sources that were fact-checked for biases and are equal opportunity employers. Well, didn't you make... Welcome back, Pod Save the Rest of Us listeners. I'm Elizabeth Stanley, and this week we're bringing you another two-part series. For this series, we are focusing on gun violence in our schools across America. A very relevant topic given the most recent mass shootings at yet another school and the movement that has erupted after this tragic event. Since this most recent tragic event, it appears America has become a divided state of guns. In America, according to the Quinnipiac poll, more than 66% of American population wants reasonable gun laws. Well, 44%, however, are clinging to a gun lobbyist group's idea of what a Second Amendment means to American citizens. As we process gun violence, in America, specifically at schools across America, it's unfathomable to me that nothing has been done to stop these atrocities. After children as young as six years old were murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary, no reasonable gun laws were passed. We only offered the victims our thoughts and prayers. To be honest, since the killing of 20 children did not evoke passing new gun legislation, It seems impossible to me that any new gun laws will ever be witnessed in my lifetime. And why haven't things changed? Well, a big part of this is the NRA and their powerful lobbying efforts. According to CNN, in the 2018 election cycle alone, gun rights group 
like the NRA, have outspent their competition from gun control by 40 to 1. Among the 535 current members of Congress, 307 307 have received direct campaign contributions or NRA independent spending for their campaigns. In the wake of this political environment, it's even more inspiring what the students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School have been able to accomplish. These students took their pain and channeled it into a movement. Even in the midst of the negative backlash and threats to their lives, they have not backed down. For part one of this episode, we took to the studio to interview students that participated in the student walkout on March 14th. We wanted to get their thoughts on gun violence in their schools. And then we also headed out to the March for Our Lives on March 24th to get, again, firsthand accounts of the thoughts and feelings of these peaceful protesters. I first talked with Olivia, a 14-year-old high school freshman student, and got her thoughts on both the recent gun movement and the experience participating in the walkout on March 14th. Why did you attend today's walkout with your high school? Uh, mainly I did it just to honor those 17 students um, in the Parkland shooting. Uh, I just really wanted to show my support for them and show that we're all thinking of them. How was your administration and your teachers, how have they shown support for you guys? Uh, they've been great. Um, they did a little um, loudspeaker announcement um, saying, like, you know, it's okay if you do it. We actually kind of encourage you to do it. Um, you aren't going to be, like, penalized or whatever. Um, and they also said, they also gave us, like, a 10, yeah, 10-minute, like, um, late start so that we could, you know, have our time and... Um, really just like gather everything and take the time we needed. We didn't need to rush anything, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Was there a point where you thought, no, I'm going to stay in class. I'm not going to be a part of this. You are kind of young to be politically mindful. It would make sense that someone your age would just go, I don't really know what's going on. I don't really have an opinion right now. I'm going to just stay in the classroom where it's a little safer maybe. Um, I honestly didn't think that for one second. I mean, I knew a lot of people were staying inside, um, but I I think it's just about taking that risk and knowing that you're doing something that's impactful, um, and that's just making an impact, um, which I thought was amazing, and I wanted to be a part of it, no matter what. So I guess probably the answer is going to be yes, but do you feel as though you were part of a big movement? Absolutely. Um, I think this will go down in history, I kind of think. Um, I think that the fact that I was a part of a nationwide movement, I think is just incredible. And I think that the fact that we all were together um, just to support Parkland and everyone, really, um, I think it's just great. How important is it for your high school to engage in civil disobedience? Do you think it will create change? I mean, in Livermore, just talking Livermore um, for a minute, I think there's not a lot of civil disobedience. I mean, we are very, we're a very prideful school um, when it comes to, like, gay rights and things like that. Um, we're very open, um, which is one of the reasons I love Livermore. Um, I definitely think that this will create change. Um, I mean, I can't say for sure because, you know, I'm not a congressman or whatever. Um, Yet. <laughs> um, but for sure, I think that they can't ignore this. Um, 
So no matter what I think, there's going to be, even if it's the smallest change, something's going to happen. Do you support reasonable gun laws? Um, I don't know. I mean, I am 14, um, and there's still like 40-year-olds with the same question. Um, I mean, I, th- I definitely think that there should be boundaries, um, and I think they should maybe do more background checks um, when it comes to buying guns and things like that. Um, so I would definitely say that gun laws aren't terrible. Um, so I would say, yeah, honestly, I think gun laws are okay as long as they have some boundaries and maybe a little more intro in the back. I recently just heard a student who was speaking at a rally, and he stated, your right to a gun is not more important than our right to live. What do you think of this statement? I have no problem with the right to bear arms. I think that's a, the basis of our country. Um, but I think that he's right when he's talking. Is it a he? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's talking about you're, just because you have this right doesn't mean you need to abuse it. And I think that's completely right. And I think this is a good statement because this is saying that just because you have this right, you can use it for different reasons. And that's why they put it in the Bill of Rights because it's not talking about gun violence and anything like that. It's talking about your safety and your self-defense. Do you want your teachers to have guns? Is arming our teachers the right solution? Uh, I definitely do not think so. Um, I think it would make me feel more unsafe if we had guns in our classrooms because, I mean, I know these teachers, but I don't know these teachers. I don't know if they have gun history and they know anything about guns. And I think there could be accidents that happen with guns. I don't think that's at all the solution, and I just don't agree with it. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, Overall, I just think the walkout was a really great experience. I think it was really powerful and impactful, and I hope that everyone sees that this was just a great movement, and I hope that I made a change. For this episode, I also sat down with Tatiana, the student body president at a local community college who helped to organize her college's national school walkout. So my first question for you is, I want to ask, where were you in 1999 during the Columbine shootings? During the Columbine shooting, I actually was not even a year old yet, so it didn't really affect me, and I didn't even know what it was. But, um, you know, I've heard about it, I've read about it, and it was awful. I know my teachers have told me a few things about that, and it's sad that that happened and that it's continuing to happen right now. In your mind, do you feel like, I just have to live with mass murders help happening in my schools, in my theaters, while I'm at concerts. Um, do, you, do you feel that that's a common um, threat that you live with and, and kids your age? Yeah, I feel like obviously these mass um, shootings have been happening for a long time. I was really young, but I do remember Sandy Hook happening and all those like really young children getting um, shot and, and killed. and. We didn't really do anything. I wasn't into politics when I was that young, but I know nothing happened, obviously, because it's still happening. Um, When it comes to, like, things outside of school, like concerts and stuff, I remember after, um, like, a shooting at a concert, my mom was like, you're not going to a concert anymore. And I was like, oh, like, 
like why can't I you know just go have fun with my friends and and be safe while doing it you know I when I leave to go to school or just out in general I expect to come back home and and see my family so I think it's nice that people offer thoughts and prayers to things but I think now there needs to be an actual um, result and change well that kind of leads me to the next question um Given that this is your reality, are you numb to this, the, these mass murders, you know, just gun violence, or, or are you at a disposition where you want to demand and help create change that would um, keep people from, from feeling at risk just by simply sitting in class trying to get an education? I think for a little bit I was numb to it because I wasn't super educated. I'd watch the news every once in a while and I would see something happen, but I wasn't, I was kind of used to all the bad stuff being, um, you know, presented on the news. But with the recent shootings and the way social media and like technology works, that's all you see when you go on um, like my social media feed. All I see is like the Parkland shooting, the shooting that happened like a couple of days ago, I think, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I think that I am at risk all the time because nothing's happening. And Sometimes I do get nervous going to like big events. Uh, I'm going to the March uh, for Our Lives tomorrow, and I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous about something possibly happening there because I'm going to like uh, one in Los Angeles actually, and so that's like a big organized one. Um, and so I'm kind of nervous because it's such a um, high profile that something could happen, and I shouldn't be feeling that way. Um, you know, with everything happening, it, there just needs to be a change. Will you tell our listeners what your role served, what role you served at your college during the March 14th all-campus walkout? Yeah, so I'm in student government. I'm the student body president of my community college. And when I heard about the Parkland students organizing the campus walkout, I definitely wanted to be a part of it, but I kind of got hesitant because I wasn't sure where to begin. Um, So some faculty members at my college contacted me and wanted to help me and so that was really nice of them they kind of got the ball rolling and basically I helped organize and lead it students came out and we I gave a little bit of a speech I gave everyone name tags um, and each name tag had a different name of a student or faculty member administrator who was shot and killed um, at a shooting in the past 20 years Um, and then I put out papers um, that people could write letters to our congressmen, and then I also had like a little memorial for the Parkland students, um, so people could really see their faces and know that, you know, these are real people that could have had futures and they don't anymore. So we just wanted to remember them um, and know that they, you know, didn't die in vain, and we can actually do something. Well, that definitely explains why you organize this, and obviously you put a lot of time and energy. And here's the thing, listeners. She's doing this while trying to be a student in school. And we're asking our young folks to do work that really we as adults should have done at least 20 years ago. And so she wouldn't have to, and she can just focus on becoming a great citizen and, and then in return serve her, her not just her local community, but our um our world at large. So given all the work that you put into this, Tatiana, do you feel that it was a success and that whatever your objectives were, and maybe you can explain those to us, um, do you think those were met? Yeah, I would definitely say it was a success overall. Um, 
my community college tends to be very not um, they're not very lively but um, so when I organized this I was nervous about what the turnout was going to be if anyone was going to come if it was just going to be me and my friends but when I came out to um, set up everything uh, there was a huge turnout in our quad I'd say there was about a hundred people which to me was a really good turnout mm-hmm. um, and people were listening to me and actually when I put out the suggestion of writing letters to our representative I really didn't think that anyone was going to take the time to write letters during our 17 minute walkout but I got like 30 of them and so I deliver them to the office and I'm so excited and hopeful that people can um, take something important from this there was some not backlash but um, I guess controversy on the walkout with um, a few employees at my college um, saying that people only want to participate because they want to miss class Um, but I thought it was you know I think people should support this because it's an educational event in itself and um, I think my biggest thing that I wanted people to take away was that they have the opportunity to make a change you know people say I'm just one person it doesn't matter but no like you're one person and you could be the one that leads the movement and that was my goal Um, just to make sure that people kind of knew that they had an impact and that they can make a difference by voting and participating in our democracy, which a lot of people don't. And that's so sad to me because people are so powerful and they don't realize that they are. So do you feel ultimately you're part of a big movement right now? I definitely do because, you know, in history class in high school, I always read about like, women's movement, civil rights movement, stuff like that. And I think this particular time in our lives with gun control and controversy over that, I think this is going to be something that is also in the history books because I really, really am hopeful that something good is going to come out of this because there's just way too many people that care about it. You know, Um, one thing I always say is someone might be pro-Second Amendment and someone might be pro gun control but I think we're all Mm pro-safety and that yeah there's gray areas where we don't agree but I think at the end of the day we all just want to come home to our loved ones and you know not I guess get murdered over something that's you know can be prevented so um, I do think I'm part of a big movement and I'm so happy for our generation for taking a stand and um, I think with the leaders that um, the young leaders that we have right now we're definitely going to see a brighter future. I believe I'm right in assuming that you're for reasonable gun laws. Yes, that's correct. I don't want to take anyone's guns away. I think there are um, some valid reasons to have guns if you want to protect yourself, if for some reason you feel unsafe. Um, I know hunting is also a thing that people like to do, um, and that's fine, but I don't think that there should be. it should be easily accessible as it is right now. I think, um, yeah, Guns are just the medium, but if we prevent so much access to the medium of guns, then there will be less um, shootings and hopefully none Mm -hmm. because people know what to do and we um, provide more obstacles to getting guns. It shouldn't be easy for someone with a, you know, Trump keeps saying, oh, this person had a mental illness, this person had a mental illness. And yeah, like that's, that's, that happens sometimes, but then why was someone with a mental illness able to you know, get a gun and when, when they're unstable and not ready to make um, good decisions. How do you think it would be on your campus if teachers had guns? 
I've actually talked about this with a few of my professors, and I, I asked them, I said, would you want to be responsible for gun? And they're like, no, not at all. They they became a teacher because they were passionate about a subject, and they thought they, they could educate young minds on that subject, not because they, you know, they shouldn't be expected to do that, because that would take a lot of training, because you don't want to give someone who's not trained a gun, and, you know, should something happen um, in the classroom, someone steal the gun, someone, um, I don't know, get really angry in, like, a, a setting, and um, use it against someone else, like the teacher, I don't know, or, God forbid, just a, a flat-out accident happens, and someone, you know, gets get shot but um i don't i do not support uh teachers having guns i think that's just fighting fire with fire and that's just gonna create an explosion and i would i personally would not feel safe knowing that there's a gun in the room um people might disagree and say like that's how we're gonna get protected but uh if there's a automatic rifle in the room i'm just i'm not gonna feel safe there and i'm i would rather take online classes than be in the room with a gun. That's a good point. Students may choose just to stay at home, take online classes where arguably they would be safer. Um, all right, Tatiana, can you give us three final thoughts of yours or three takeaways from this um, current enough movement? Yeah, I think three things that I want to point out are um, there needs to be more training to be prepared, especially when it comes to higher education on uh, college campuses. Um, just some better guidelines so people can at least be protected or um, you know prevent as much as they can when a potential shooter is on campus. Um, my second thing would be to educate yourself, watch the news, um, read articles, make sure you're aware of everything that's going on. Before you make your opinions, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but definitely um, make knowledgeable decisions when you when you do. And then the last and most important thing is to vote. Uh, you definitely have a say when it comes to what's going on in your country, so don't feel like you don't have one. Um, and talk to your representatives. You know, you have Congress members, Assembly members, senators, and um, you know we voted them in, and we can we can also vote them out. So. If you don't like who's representing you and they're not having the same values, then you can find someone else to reelect that you think does go with your morals. But all in all, just make sure to vote um, every time you get a chance to because this is your country and your home and um, we should change it together. I set out to hear fellow marchers' stories. While working at the march and then later joining the marchers, I met many wonderful people, most whom were energized children. All right, can you tell us why you're out here today? I'm out here because there's unjust laws in America and I just do not stand for them. And I just turned 18, so I can now vote. Before, I wasn't able to, and this is what I can do for right now. Great, great. Uh, do you have any uh, hope for, for this movement? Um, I hope that there are some legislation changes in America because, like I said, they're just unjust laws, and I just want to see some sort of change, even if it's the smallest of things. And it's just there's so many things wrong right now, and there just needs to be some type of change. Great, thanks. Mm -hmm. So why are you out here today? Because I don't want to get my child back in coffin after sending him to school to get educated. 
Why are you out here today, ma'am? Because I want to be counted. I'm tired of of all the bad things that are happening in my my country right now. Time to take some control, right? Take I, it away from I the invested up. interest. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. What brings you out here today? I saw you were volunteering. Awesome. Um, the kids from Parkland and how well spoken they've been, how much they've stepped up to do this. It's overdone, overdue. It's our turn, right? Exactly. All right. Thanks. So I saw you out here working at this East Bay March. Um, how, how'd you get involved? Uh, through OFA and the Tri-Valley Go team. Okay, great. And you're an active member of that? Yes. And what was your motivation for joining that? How long have you been a member? I've been a member since November 9th. <laughs> <laughs> so my motivation probably was the 2016 election. Right, right. And so your group said, hey, let's uh, help with this march? Actually, the Tri-Valley Go team organized it, mm-hmm. so so I was part of the volunteer force for that. How important do you think this march is for um, not just this uh, enough movement, but just for the movement of the people and getting them out to vote? It's just critical. It's critical. All these marches have a voting registration portion part of it that's dedicated to getting people to check their voting registration and also to vote if they're old enough. And in California, if they're 16, they can register and then they're automatically able to vote when they're 18. So getting that message out is just critical. Awesome. Thank you. Why are you out here today? And how old are you? I am 11, almost 12. She's a really tall 11, almost 12-year-old, by the way. (laughs) And I am here to stop school shootings because I don't want to be killed and run. Awesome. How about you? Are you her brother? Yes. Awesome. How old are you and why are you out here? Okay, I am 12 and I'm turning 13 this upcoming week. So tall. Yeah. Uh, I'm really tall. Yes. Anyway, um, I'm out here because I want to put a stop to all this gun violence. Like, why haven't they already stopped it is my main question. It's a great question. Do you have any theories on that? Um... Probably because of the NRA paying all these politicians. Right. Exactly. Dad, how come you brought your kids out here? Uh, well, because we need to support our kids and and think more about their safety than the right to own a weapon that's purely made for killing people. And did you vote? Yes. Do you vote? Course. You're a voter. I vote every time. Okay, good. I went to Virginia Tech, so I've, you know, I... I was friends with people that lost their father oh when they when that shooter came to Virginia Tech. So uh, I I've seen how this can affect people. How it destroys families. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming out, you guys. So I see you brought your kids out here today. How important is that to you and your family? Um, it it is important uh, since I think this is a, a youth driven um, movement uh, for the kids to come out and see. Uh, see what's happening and see what kind of a, what kind of an effect they can make in the world maybe start uh, get the ball rolling yeah that's correct yeah and they'll definitely be the ones to take it to the end zone right yes for sure yeah um but yeah it's good for him to come out here and uh, and, and see what's going on and see what kind of uh, changes they can make to the world especially this this age awesome thank you yeah all right can you tell me how old you are and how excited or unexcited you are to be out here today 
I'm 11 and I'm excited to be out here today so I can help control guns. Awesome, thank you. And uh, was it your decision to come out here or was it your parents saying, hey, get in a car and we're going? Or did you say, mom, dad, I want to be at this march? Mom, dad, I want to be at this march. And uh, also, uh, let's get in the car and let's leave. Good, good. We're glad you're out here. Thank you. How old are you? I'm 13. And why are you out here today in I'm, this rainy day, on this rainy day? <laughs> I'm out here to support all the people that were shot and to help stop ha- to end what's happening. Great. Thank you. What does that say? It says, I am 101 and I stand with the kids. She said, I am 101, I stand with the kids. Awesome. Glad you're out here, yeah, man. I'm also a survivor. My son was killed. Oh, my gun. goodness. And what, what gun shooting? We're at uh, in uh, Alaska. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, so. Glad you're out here. Thanks. Thank you. Right. How old are you? Um, I'm 12 and a half. So what grade is that? Uh, six, sixth grade. Six. I, I go to Mendenhall. So. Great. And what brings you out here today? What are you hoping to to accomplish from this march? Um. Well, I um I've always been a like rebellious child, and I like to be. Um, I like to be heard when I have something to say. And what do you have to say? Everybody's listening right now. What do you have to say? Um, I think that even if you're younger than 12, older than 12, you need to speak your mind. And if you protest against something, you need to make sure that you change it. That, did you say you were 12? Yeah. I think she's making that up. That sounds like uh, someone who's lived a long, uh, inspirational life. And we really appreciate you being out here today and speaking with us. Thank you. Given that the majority of us want reasonable gun laws, you got to ask yourself, why is our current administration doing exactly the opposite? They are, in fact, making our streets more unsafe. There have been several mass shootings under Trump's watch. These are the rules and regulations that he has opted to pass. Trump blocked a rule that made it harder for the mentally ill to obtain guns. Trump made it easier for fugitives to buy guns. The GOP moved to loosen gun restrictions on federal lands. Republicans advanced a bill to make it easier to buy gun silencers. The House passed bills allowing concealed carry across straight lines. And Trump has proposed cutting millions of dollars from the background check system. Humbly, I don't know what words or insights I can add to the state of our gun culture. I can tell you some stats. For example... In both absolute and relative terms, the U.S. tops the list of countries with the most guns, as the U.S. owns about half the world's guns while making up only 5% of the world population. I can tell you, when I asked how many people own guns in America, I learned this, that when answering this question, it requires a more nuanced look at the gun ownership. You see, only a quarter of Americans own guns, according to numbers from General Social Survey and Gallup and the Gallup poll in 2013. That means that many American gun owners have more than one gun. I can also tell you that since 1992, there have been 99 mass shootings in the U.S. Well, what else can I tell you? Most assuredly, I can tell you I'm worried for the inevitable next victim of gun violence. I can tell you I now worry while I watch a movie at the local cinema, as I fear I might be sitting too close to an entrance where a disgruntled citizen decides this is his day, and he brings his guns, and he sprays bullets with with his military-like weapon. 
I can tell you I want reasonable gun laws, but I don't want responsible gun owners to lose their guns. But on the other hand, if all guns being gone was the only option, as it is in other countries, then yes, I'm for a total ban on guns. Sadly, I can tell you my brother Raymond was stabbed to death in cold blood when he was just shy of his 20th birthday. And my other brother, Dion, he too would be dead if a gun had been used in the murdering of my brother. You see, Raymond was stabbed to death, not shot. A knife penetrated Raymond, but merely grazed Dion. Bullets at close range would have killed both my brothers and their friend who was standing nearby. I can tell you, I believe that sitting on the bench for this episode are our fellow African-American citizens who, yes, are using guns to kill one another, just as white folks are shooting one another, but they are also being gunned down by those who pledge to serve and protect them. A much lower number of people are pro- are protesting over these senseless and cowardice murders, but their lives most assuredly matter as well. No, I cannot tell you any murder is worse than the other, but I can tell you my heart, like for most, breaks every time someone dies at the hands of violence. And I can tell you, I want to do everything I can to stop it. Given that at least 66% of us want this gun violence to end, we deemed it necessary to share with you in this episode why people marched for our lives on March 24th and why students walked out of class on March 14th and why we understand when mothers needed felt a need to start Black Lives Matter. So this is what our gun violence episode is about. Because all lives matter. And as our young and inspiring Gen Z children have reminded us, enough is enough. Well, didn't she make a fool of me Between the peas and brisket and your sister We want to thank our contributors. Introduction voiceover, David Lewis. Hunter Lewis for introduction music. Danny Burns for our transition music. Caprice Hall for our graphic artwork. Jasmine Smith for web design and content. As always, technical support provided by Robert Stanley. Storm clouds gather, then why can't we come together like... Today's episode was produced by Karen Castro and Elizabeth Stanley. Edited by Karen Castro. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Podsave, the rest of us, on iTunes. Or on the platform of your choice. Email at us at podsavetherestofus at gmail.com with any questions or comment and join our mailing list. We'd love to hear from you. We all have common ground. Let's find it together. We got hurt feelings. We got hurt feelings. We got hurt feelings.